With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Colorado Avalanche with a big game tonight against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see if Kale McCarr is available for that, although I'm not seeing fantastic news on that front. Yeah, it looks like he's not going to be available for the game uh, tonight. Uh, appreciate you, uh, uh, Josh, for that. Um, so, uh, no Kale McCarr, but a, the game, a big game nonetheless for the Avalanche, who have won five straight games coming into uh, tonight's contest and, and quite honestly look like that they, by the end of this season, could be the number one seat anyway. It just improbably, after all that we thought was happening, um, you know, all of the consternation and maybe frustration and maybe, you know, worry that we had, looks like we had nothing, nothing to really worry about because none of those teams are leaving, leaving anybody um, in the Western Conference. It's a different story in the East. Uh, before we get back to the uh, question that Matt asked about the, uh, the Nuggets, as I go back to... Um, uh, the standings here, like in the Eastern Conference, you, look, you're, you're talking about, you know, Carolina, 80, 86 points, New Jersey, 83 points, Boston, obviously trying to set a record for points in a season um, and wins in a season. They're already up to 95. Uh, the second place team in the Atlantic has 80. You know, it, it's it's uh, that does not exist in the Western Conference. Now, these teams are good, but they're not that good. You know, Dallas, Dallas Stars, uh, 74 points leads the Central. The Avs are just three points behind that. Just three. <laughs> uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, 76. They lead the conference in points. Play tonight. They play tonight. You could gain two points on them tonight. And they will because they're playing them at home, and it's a dub. With 50, with 50 available points rest, uh, available the rest of the season. So the Avalanche look like they're not just in a situation. This is not just survival mode anymore. You can, you have a clear path no, to hunting. exactly. Yeah, absolutely they're right. They're hunting right now. They, they understand that there's a target. This is the other thing. The other teams above them, they don't have championship pedigree. They just don't. They don't have championship pedigree. So <clears throat> I know that Vegas won, what, Vegas win before COVID, right? Yeah, I believe that's when they uh, Yeah, I think it was before COVID, yeah. So you could I, say I that, that, okay, yeah. Vegas has championship pedigree, but not that they're, they're not the Avs. No, and some of the teams that were playing fairly well are falling off a little bit. Seattle's falling off a little bit. Um, Los Angeles actually rising. Can I ask uh, a question? Why are all of Seattle's teams sea monsters? I love Kraken. The Kraken, that's a great name. I'm just that's wondering why. Name. Like the, the Kraken, the Seahawks, the Sea Dragons, the, Mar the Mariners. Like 
That's a, that's somebody that hunts sea monsters. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But I'm saying if if they, I tell you this, if they put a basketball team back in Seattle, which God, I hope they do, and they don't name them the Supersonics, I'm going to revolt. It was one of my favorite trips when I was uh, starting out the Denver Post going to Seattle for those um, for those games. Everybody forgets that Durant played for the Seattle Supersonics first. That's how old he is, yeah. by the way. Old. But still just a baller. He's, he's, he's overrated. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Never do it by himself. But he'll never, do, he'll never be the head. They won't do it this year. They, he'll, he'll never win anything. In well, Phoenix. the Nuggets going to beat him, right? Exactly. So to answer your question here, and you know, I, I see this, I see this on uh, on the uh, text line as well. I see injuries and in, in the Nuggets themselves, turnovers, turnovers, etc. I do believe that turnovers can be an issue. Like so, yes, last night when the Clippers got back into the game, I'd say in that yeah, late in that second over a quarter, seventh game over. I'm talking like over a seven game series. Yeah, you don't want turnovers to be a problem. But they can do it one game and screw it up. Okay, we'll learn from it and get better. They're not going to do it over a four game series to get us beat. I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that's well, not the case. So okay, so turnovers, injuries. Obviously, we've seen injuries derail this team in the past. That's an obvious answer. Turnovers hey, in every sport. And with sure. the exception of baseball, That's if you turn the and ball over too. or the puck over yeah. and you get hurt, you're yeah. done. You're done. Yeah. Beyond those two things, here's Is what I think. Is anybody just going to line up and beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series at home? Not in the West. I know John Morant wasn't, wasn't you know, worried about him two months ago, but I bet you he's looking up at the standings now. He's going, wow, that's going to be fun going to Denver. Nope. Not going to be Nuggets, fun, John. The, the Nuggets are going to be waiting for him. They're, yeah. they're, and, and baller fans, be no, don't show, be nice. No, that's what I'm saying. Don't show, but show up you, and show out. I want you rabid. Like I was at that, that game in Memphis. I was doing sideline on TV. That was as loud an arena as I'd heard all year. And no, they don't like us. Well, and they just, you, they, I think they could feel how big that game was. And we and want look, that they, here they, at they ball. They kicked our ass. That that game was. We did not look good. None of our stars showed up. That what we score eighty. Seven points or something, eighty six yeah, points. Bad. It was just a, a, the it, un, it hit the under for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I didn't bet on the game on purpose. Like I was like, okay, this is has a stinker lit, written all over it. Like yeah. they j- the night before they won in Cleveland. Yeah, you know, like I was like, a stinker right here, and it happened. Yeah. And then we saw them rebound. That's the greatness of the basketball team. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just don't see anybody lining up and beating them. I, I feel like. This is, especially in the Western Conference, I feel like they have such an advantage with their depth and the way that they can, like, just lock you down on the perimeter on defense. We saw that last night in the in the, in the the overtime period. Look, in the overtime period, you have to understand that the Clippers have guys on the floor that at one point in time in their career were considered the best in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, at one point, they have Kawhi and Paul George and all these dudes on the floor together they're all perimeter players that can just knock down threes, that can dribble drive, that can penetrate, that can dish, that can score, they can do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what did Coach Malone say when we were talking to him? They had nine points in, in the in the overtime, and all of it was from the free throw line, and all they did was lock everybody down at the second at the at the second level, right? Yep. And that starts with MPJ to to Bruce Brown. I mean, they can just rotate in guys to lock you down at the second level, and then you've got great interior defense as well. So when they want to play defense, I feel like the Nuggets can lock you down. 
And I, that's only going to increase as we go into the playoffs and get closer to it as well. You know that, right? Please. I know you know that, but the fans, I know you know that as well. Playoff basketball in the NBA is way more physical. It is way more def- defensively. Kind of. In a, well, yeah. I mean, not anymore. They, they play I mean, harder, yeah, though. They play harder. They play sure. harder yes, there's no doubt about that. And yeah. guys lock up and try and play better defense. There's no just mm-hmm. blow-bys. No. No, you know, and there's there's people are using their fouls, and you got to make your shots, and you have to execute. You can't just go out and just beat people up. So, I, I don't know. I'm really excited about it, and uh, I just hope they don't screw it up. Yeah. So Michael Malone said since December something or other, they are seventh in the NBA in defense. Uh, so that's just where you want to be. I uh, just wanted to go back over Las Vegas's history here. They lost in the Stanley Cup Final in 2017, 18. Uh, first round the year after that, conference finals the year after that. So they, they have made it to the final. They, they did didn't not, win they a didn't, cup. They, didn't win they the lost cup. the cup. They lost the cup, yeah. So uh, then they don't have any championship pedigree. Eat it. They <laughs> Just eat it? Eat it. <laughs> okay, okay. Just eat it. Vegas, eat it. Sucker, what? Uh, okay, do you want to hear something uh, that will put a big smile on your face? On my face? Yeah. On, I'm already, everybody's I'm face. already out smiling, there. dog. It's a sunny day in Denver. You it's want Monday. something that's... Yeah, get my voice back. I don't sound like busted ass Kathleen Turner on the radio anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I want to play you something uh, from Iowa. Uh, Listen to this. Iowa's led over 90% of the game. So Martin will throw it in. Indiana 85, Iowa 83. Warnock, Sonato, Clark, and Marshall. Here we go. Clark comes oh off God. the screen. She's got to look. Fires it. Got it! it! <laughs> Caitlin Clark oh my God. for three. Oh my, God. Oh, oh, my God. What a finish. Oh, my God. <laughs> They'll check to make sure, oh but it looked like it's there was plenty of time. It's got to be good. It's yeah. good, officially. Hearts oh, my win. God. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> the most amazing three I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. That was. Uh, uh, sounds like something else I watched. Stop it. That was Caitlin Clark. <laughs> stop it. If anybody was stop not it. out there thinking that, you're wrong. Stop it. All right. I, you, everybody else was on that same plane no, as I nobody was. Nobody was there. No one else? No. Everyone else not was one. just sitting there like, not oh, they're one. talking about a three pointer. Not one. She said, oh my God, 12 times. Oh Sounds like the beginning of White Zombie, more human than human. Did I just get transported to an episode of Beavis and Buddy? Is that what I did? <laughs> I am on the show with you. I've got a filthy mind. I don't know what you want. I was raised in the locker room. All I heard was, oh, my God, 12 times. Caitlin Clark is a baller, by the way. She plays for Iowa, number six team in the nation. She, uh, she will be a star when she hits the WNBA. 34 face points. Is twitching, by the way. 34 yep. points, nine assists, nine rebounds, and a... Buzzer-beating three-point shot with 1.5 seconds to go in this game to beat Indiana. Just a fun, fun radio call, despite where Chaz is taking it right now. No, it was awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad we should do it again. Play but it again. Also, but also, God, count it twice. Caitlin Clark. Oh my God. Four, four times. Oh my God. Five. Six. Oh my God. Seven. What a finish. Oh my God. Eight. They'll check to make sure, oh but it, right. it there was, was plenty of time. It was good, be good. It's good, 11. officially. Hearts oh win. God. 12. That's 12. It was good. Oh, my God. 
I've lost control of this show. I've lost control of this show. I can't believe you. Oh, this is awesome. I've lost my voice again. Oh, this is fantastic. My face hurts. I'm smiling so hard. Oh, my God. Oh, 13 times. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I was just yes. trying to. I was just trying. Yes. I was just trying to. Oh know. man, I can. I can make anything. Oh good awesome. God! I'll tell you, we can just make anything awesome on this show. Dempsey, thank you so much for playing that clip. I didn't know you were doing that, but it turned out to be the best part of my day. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! I told you to put a smile on your face. I, I did say that, right? I de- did I deliver? Oh man, I, I did you? I'm right? over here crying. This is awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my God. <laughs> You texters too. I, I, yeah, I we love you. Keep I, I can't, I can't read right any now. of it, I, and I, I can only imagine where it's going. Oh man, <sighs> more human than human. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, I love you, Chris. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> this is so awesome. I'm not even did gonna, you not I'm think not about even, this before I, you I listened not, to it? You're like, I, I legit if I did play not. this around McChesney, he's going to go straight I legit the other did not. direction. But you know why? why? Because I'm such a wholesome <laughs> character. Exactly. I'm so, you're, I, the I, nice, I, you're the nice I, side I, of the I, show, I, and I'm oh, the pervert. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why this works so well, Doc. People think we script this. This is just off the cuff. It's just off yeah, the cuff. Yeah, we just yeah. show up, say, hi, Chris. Hey, Matt. And we just do a show, bro. <laughs> oh, oh man, okay. we are rocking the airways. It, yeah. This is what it, this is what it's called. It's called drip, drip, drop. <laughs> there it goes in orgasm. <laughs> yeah, I just okay. Um, guess what? Well, you know, we're gonna come back and talk about the Broncos because that, All right. that one just who cares? <laughs> that, that just exp- never mind. Um, it exploded. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh God, here. help me! Oh my god! For three! Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> what a finish! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, you know, just not, no matter how old you get. I love my life. Yeah. I love it, bro. I love that my Stevie, mind went right. there. Lesson learned, but I it was funny. I also love that when you, you were putting the show together, you didn't think I would go there. <laughs> I didn't think of it at all. <laughs> Oh, boy. That's how we roll here on Dempsey and Company, Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5 here until noon. We're going to give away to uh, Columbus, Hastings, Dover. I think Hastings. Actually, I don't think Hastings was there because he's going to be on that flight to Houston uh, going so uh, with PD. the Nuggets. Yep. <laughs> it's exactly right. Uh, the Broncos. <laughs> it's hard, right? <laughs> the Broncos announced their coaching staff over the weekend. Um. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do the rest of this show. <laughs> I just don't know. All uh, I know is that Grismer, if that is not posted on Twitch and I am not tagged, it's your ass. <laughs> it's your ass, brother. Uh, <laughs> all right. We knew uh, Vance Joseph, that, that report came out. Everything is official now. Vance Joseph is a defensive coordinator. Marcus Dixon, defensive line. Michael Will Hoyt, outside linebackers. Greg Minuski, inside linebackers. Christian Parker, defensive backs. Offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi comes over from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. 
Uh, John Morton is the pass game coordinator. Zach Streif is the offensive line coach. Kerry Colbert is the wide receivers coach. Declan Doyle for the tight ends. And you have Mike Westhoff, assistant head, head coach. Uh, ben Kotwicka. I hope I'm saying your name right. You're not. Uh, that it didn't it didn't sound right. Uh, Kotwicka, uh, special teams coordinator. Uh, then you have uh, Chris Banjo, assistant special teams coach, and then uh, Dan Dalrymple is the strength and conditioning coach, assisted by Corey Jones. Um, that sound all right to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the staff. I, it, it's all we'll see. Um, I Sean Payton's the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. He's got assistants, and those assistants are Lombardi and uh, what was it, Coach Johnson? Uh, uh, yeah, let me get the get quarterback, coach, pass game coordinator. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his last name, but he's a bona fide coach. Has been around forever. Um, Chad Brown spoke very highly of him and his time in New York together, and I take what CB says like gold. Yeah, John. Um, the only concern. I guess if you want to have a concern offensively is Zach Streif, but he played for so long, I can't act like he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. No, like it's, I don't think it's that hard to go from playing to coaching if you actually know what coaches know. I mean, if you can talk protection, if you're a, if you're a checker football player, and you're just out there playing and you don't really understand the scheme, which I know people don't understand this, but there's a lot of professional athletes that are really, really just gifted physically and don't really care what, about the scheme. Like, they're just playing football. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to build the scheme around them and let them do whatever they want. And there's a bunch of offensive linemen like that. There's defensive linemen like that. There's players everywhere that are just more physically gifted than everyone, and they don't really fit in any scheme. They're just great players. Mm-hmm. As an offensive lineman, if you understand how to communicate with everybody, you should be able to go coach and and fit in it pretty well. And he's a bona fide player. He's been in the league forever. He's been a backup and a starter. I think he'll be fine walking in and demanding the respect and getting guys on the right page. Yeah. And and you know as a first time head as a first time offensive line coach, he's not gonna repeat the same mistakes last year as that first time offensive line coach. Because Sean Payton isn't going to allow it. There's not going to be any T-shirt walkthroughs and, and like, hoodie practices. Mm-hmm. He's going to actually be able to coach. You know how hard it is to coach offensive line and defensive line if you can never put on pads and go do it? Yeah, like and, and it, even if you do it. I mean, I, I do it every day at 6-0. I'm in T-shirts constantly, and we are limited on what I can teach. Right. Because I can't institute the physicality of the game when we have pads on. Mm-hmm. So I can only teach hands and feet, and we can't bull rush, and we can't really double team. And we can be physical, and we can play with our hands like like we would be at a up-tempo shells practice. Mm-hmm. But we can't. I can't get down and deuce heavy the way we want to. We can't bull rush. Like so you, would ex- you would expect he's going to hit as much as, you, as as the CBA will allow players I think to that hit. Sean Payton will take it to the – if I know Sean Payton, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> this is the same coach that okayed Bounty Gate, okay? Let's just be real. And look, I'm not throwing him – I'm That's not true. throwing shade at Sean Payton. Right, I, just I, I personally think that they were scapegoated, and Greg Williams has an awful reputation – and they that was the last straw in that circumstance. He had been like he had been fined and been told several times not to do bounties and not to do that. And he's kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And so they just caught him in that circumstance. 
But without Bounty Gate, they don't have a ring. So I don't care. I, I'm old school, bro. If you don't want Brett Favre to get murdered in the NFC title game and you want to win Minnesota, it's called pass protection. <laughs> it's not called watch out, Brett. You're 42. That's what that's what their protection scheme was that day. Yeah. And he almost beat him. I remember that. He he got absolutely murked and damn near beat him. So I don't I don't I'm old school, bro. I don't care about the kind of stuff to act like Greg Williams and Sean Payton are the only coaches in the history of the NFL that said, "Go, hey, uh, this guy. if you guys, if you guys happen to uh, take this guy out this week, there's an extra five thousand dollars in it for you." Right. To act like that—that that was the first time that ever happened. Is the most naive thing I've ever heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many circumstances I was around in meeting rooms where it was like, "We need this guy out of the game." You guys know what the time it is. You know what time? No one's saying anything, but everyone's hearing everything. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know what time it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we take him out. That's ten G's. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's no way that, that that was the first time. It just looked like it more than any other. It was on purpose, bro. Yeah, that's what's Rem, just... Remy Adolier and Pepper Hargrave are two of my friends. They were defensive linemen for New Orleans. Yeah. Verbatim. Oh, it was absolutely planned. We were going low on him. We were told to hit him late. The, the, the refs aren't going to call it. It's the NFC title game. I mean, go back and look at all those hits. I think maybe two of them were roughing the passer penalties. Yeah, there was one where they went low and high on him at the same time, and like just like just destroy his ankle and probably give him a concussion because he used to wear that like one strap little like oh, the, uh, felt <laughs> chin strap that yeah, he'd he take did. off every play. That's, that's, I mean, look, yeah. bro, it's it's a violent game. It doesn't happen as much anymore because with social media and. You know, somebody will get on social media and talk that it's happening. So that wasn't around back then. Right. You didn't have that. You could get away with more stuff. Now that it's not happening in the NFL anymore. And I know that because it's bro, that Saints defense. That was Vilma and like a bunch. Darren Sharper was their safety. Mm-hmm. He's a real good guy. <laughs> I mean, that entire defense was just they were they were pretty mean. We'll put it like that. They didn't have a problem doing that is my point. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how you can separate the two. In the era I played in, bro, I, I, I retired in 2010 or 11. That was the year the CBA was signed moving forward with the new concussion rules. Yeah. The era before that was, like, primal to a point. Yeah. And was... if, you, if you weren't at that level mentally, you didn't survive. Mm-hmm. So it, I find it amazing when people are like, well, you're so hardcore. And I'm like, well... I know what you're trying to get into, and you don't. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what it is. You watch it. You're a fan. I was in it. I'm vested. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Palamas is vested. Like, it, there's a difference between going to training camp and saying you played in the NFL and being a vested veteran in the league. Mm-hmm. If you have that vest, you know what you know what it's like. You know how dirty it is. You know that there's certain guys out there trying to hurt you. 
Mm-hmm. Like when you think when we prepared for Richie Cognito, there wasn't the first thing you said was watch your knees, watch right. your ankles. This dude's dirty. Yeah. And how did we counter that in Boulder and in the NFL? How I, do you think it was countered? Count I, I countered count it with, I am going to go beat the hell out of this SOB. I'm attacking him as hard as he's attacking me. Yeah. I mean, we, we fought each other constantly for years, Nebraska, Colorado, and he got kicked out. And then we were rookies together in St. Louis. And we they put us in the same room together without thinking about it. And I walked in, and he was sitting on the bed, and I was standing there, and I was like, nope. And he looked at me, and he goes, not a shot in hell. And I was like, I can't be in a room with you. And he was like, I can't be in a room with you. And I was like, that changed? I walked downstairs and said, I cannot be in a room with this dude. This whole place is going to burn to the ground if we're in the room together. And it was super content. Like we'd walk yeah. by each other in the hallway, and he'd like knock the stuff out of my hands and just keep walking. And I'd be like, oh, oh, I can't fight you in the hall. I'm going to whip your ass in practice today. I have tons of respect for the guy. Yeah, He's one of the best offensive linemen I've ever played against. But he's – I almost – I almost, I hate him, but I like him at the same time because he was that guy, and you knew it. If you didn't prepare correctly, he would absolutely embarrass you. Here's a question for you on the on the text line uh, from John. He says, uh, "What do you think about the Broncos going out and getting Taylor the one who was cut by Tennessee?" I think he's. I think Taylor is done playing football. Done playing football. Didn't you say earlier in the year that that, that was a guy they should go after? I, I, yeah, but as the season's gone on, listening to his podcast, mm-hmm. look watching him, I don't see him posting videos of him training and setting and. I see him posting videos of him screwing around the Super Bowl and interviewing God knows whoever and busting with the boys. And he then he came out and said, like, I don't really need to play football anymore. I've got nine years. Mm-hmm. I'm really loyal. Yada, yada, yada. So I, I'm i not saying that they shouldn't evaluate it and bring him in. Yeah. But I am also saying that I wouldn't be surprised if they did sign him if he didn't really pan out very well. Because once you say to yourself, as a football player, I don't know if I – need to do this anymore mm-hmm. you are officially not a football player anymore dog you're a fan you're you're a pundit uh, you you you're an ex-player and i i just don't think he's the answer i think mike mcglinchy at san francisco who's gonna hit the market at a right tackle who yeah had some bad looks this year against micah parsons and guys like that where he got kind of embarrassed in the nfc title game he didn't look very good in the divisional round he didn't look great but again i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's Micah Parsons and like Hassan Reddick, and they're going to get theirs. They're the world's best pass rushers. Yeah, He's going to get paid, and he's going to go somewhere and help somebody. But the, the offensive line is, has so many damn holes right now. I mean, Reisner's not coming back. I, I If I'm Denver, I'm trading Garrett Bowles and trying to get as much as I can for him now. He's not going to get another contract here. Um, how, how do you rebuild the the offensive line then? Because, I mean, it's not that they, they don't have the most money in the whole wide world. Well, and that's this is one of the reasons I'm advocating getting rid of guys who have high cap numbers right now for draft picks. And, dra- and drafting their and replacements. Just, and then, look, going out and finding some veterans that can fill some holes for a year or two and then dra- drafting. I mean, we're going to talk about the combine and, and, like, draft picks and stuff, but we don't have a pick until the third round. I mean, Which <laughs> they will probably use on an offensive lineman, right? They, I would hope so, yeah. considering what well, this is my other problem. They have not drafted a tackle since they drafted Garrett Bowles. Yeah. Bro, they drafted Garrett Bowles in like 2017 or something, right? 18? 
I don't even know when, but they haven't drafted an offensive tackle since then. You haven't dra- you haven't used one draft pick on a tackle since Garrett Bowles, and you wonder why we don't have any offensive line depth. I mean, so they've they've got to go out and find a way to fortify in the futures part of the of the free agency where there's guys who maybe didn't play last year that were on practice squads that are really good players. They need to give a guy like Quinn Bailey legitimate run. Quinn Bailey's been on their practice squad up up and down for four years now. I've been working with him on and off throughout that whole time. He was in the gym on Friday. Mm-hmm. He's back in tomorrow. Yeah. He, he's, he's the kind of guy you've got to give legitimate chance to and see if he can play consistently for 16 games. I think this is a better way to, to attack it. I think this is the best way to attack it. Not who's going to be gone. You're right about Garrett Bowles, 2017. Um, who is salvageable on, on that offensive, on the offensive yeah, line? On the offensive line. So, in my opinion, if you're going to keep Bowles, obviously he's sal- salvageable. Yeah. I'm looking at it as a the long play that he's not going to get another contract here. Mm-hmm. So, you might as well at this point, you might as well try and get a second rounder for him. Somebody out there that needs a left tackle will give you a second rounder for Garrett Bowles right now. Guaranteed. Yeah. I think the left guard is Reisner's not coming back here. They haven't talked to him about a contract. He's another one of my guys that I've been working with since he was at Wiggins. Mm-hmm. He's not coming back to Denver and that sucks. It, and it's both, it's both fault. It's his fault and Denver's fault. Mm-hmm. Cushionberry. I don't know if he's, He's probably going to end up being your center, but I don't know if he is good enough to be a starter for 16 games straight. We'll see. I have no idea who the hell the right guard's going to be. I'd imagine it would be Quinn. You would think because he's he's all they got because Glasgow's going to be gone. He's a huge cap number. He's out. Mm -hmm. Billy Turner's not going to be coming back. They won't bring him back. He was on a one-year contract. He was hurt the whole time. He didn't really play. You know they're not going to bring Fleming back. They're not all those all the one year contract guys are gone, and they've got some severe depth problems. Severe right now in my they have one starting offensive lineman and that's the center and he's an eh. And, he really and is. I mean, he, eh. he got replaced because we're serious. They're seriously considering if you hear they are considering trading Garrett Bowles out of that facility because mm-hmm. that place is is. Sealed up tight. Yeah, it is. Like a dolphin's butt, bro. It yeah. is watertight. They are not letting anything out. Yeah. Okay? And that is the exact opposite of all the regimes beforehand where you could get any information you wanted just by making a text. Yeah. Now you're not getting anything. And for that to be out, where there's smoke, there's fire, bro, period. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's moved, if Sutton moved, if, if Judy's moved, especially with Tim Patrick coming back. And I think that wide receiver is the easiest position to – to re-up in the NFL, they can find a good wide receiver in third, fourth rounds. Well, let me ask you this. Why why, why mess with that room at all if because, you, because when you of have, the money. when you have more? But, but, yeah, but they have long, everybody long, under contract. Right? I understand, but long game. Mm-hmm. Third round pick is our first pick. Sutton and Judy on the field together, even something we've talked about at length. They are terrible together. Yeah, One of them has to go. You've already paid Sutton, and you're about to have to pay Judy. So both of them, in my opinion, are expendable. What can you get for what can you get for Judy? If it's not high enough, you re-sign him. What can you get for Sutton? It doesn't matter because well, you're not you, re-signing him. Well, yeah, he's not coming back on another deal, bro. He got his second contract with the Broncos. Yeah. There's not a shot in hell he's getting a third one. Well, you're probably not. He's underperformed Denver. so terribly under this contract. He's awful. Come on. 
He's been terrible, Demps. He's supposed to get he's supposed to get paid and be a pro bowler and be a Demarius Thomas type. 90 to 105 catches a year for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Not hurt and, like, not being able to figure out a way to run the routes with Jerry Judy. Like, come on. When Tim Patrick gets hurt, the whole wide receiver room goes in the in the damn tube? And, and we want to keep these guys? Come am, on. Am, am I – okay, you, you just tell me if I am here. Am I naive to think that – in the case of Cortland Sutton, and maybe even um, you know, you know, maybe just just all of them in general who have been here the last couple of years, <clears throat> that the coaching and the quarterback have had as much to do with their ineffectiveness, relatively speaking, um, as much as their own inability to perform up to standard. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I can't sit here and act like that's not facts. It is. Coaching's been bad. Quarterback play's been worse. That all plays into it. And how do you evaluate that? You, it's impossible to on a fair scale. And this is what I mean. If I'm this jaded by watching them struggle and lose, and all those players we're talking about, none of them have ever made the playoffs in Denver. After from 1983 to 2015, that stretch, and now 2016 to here, and the no playoffs and last place finishes and awful Quarter, awful football, right? Mm-hmm. Even with "quote unquote" good defense, awful football. Though the whole era, regardless how good the defense has been, is remembered as maybe the worst time period in Bronco history. Correct? As opposed yeah. to right when they started, it is the worst time yeah. period in Bronco history, and yeah. that's fact. Yeah. So if I'm that mentally jaded by it, and I'm a radio host with you, and just running a gym, and I'm an ex-player, can you imagine how mentally jaded those two are? And everybody else, it's impossible to change the stripes of a zebra if they've been imprinted like this for seven years. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. It's like Sean Payton can come in and say whatever they he wants. They've heard it from how many different coaches now, how many different assistant coaches, and how long in Denver until everybody in the room's just like, oh, I've heard this before. This is why I'm I'm almost certain that Sean Payton's going to come in and clean house, but never from a coach with the pedigree of Sean Payton. That's true, but it, it at some point it doesn't matter who's giving the message. Yeah. If you're too jaded to hear it, that's my point. Oh, wow. This will be good on 2K Tuesday there, Steve Nelly. Um, Luna. Yeah, this is this is a classic. The draft combine starts today. Mm. Uh, runs through March sixth. Go get paid, boys. What do we? I, I'm, I'm, it's, I struggle sometimes to uh, characterize the importance of the draft combine. How important? Unbelievably overrated. Okay. Unbelievably overrated. Yeah. Ne- necessary. Necessary, but totally overrated. Okay. Why is it? Let me just. I'm going to break it into two pieces. Why is it necessary? Because I need to see if guys are especially working. when I have need to pro see days. if guys are working. Period. Can they show you in their pro day? Uh, yeah, of course they can. But or is that too scripted? Both. I, look, they can show you, and it's too scripted. I look. I don't have anybody in the combine this year, but we're going to have multiple guys up at CU's pro day, from Maddie Amandreas from the center from Mines and Jamar Montgomery, the big defensive end outside linebacker at CU. And there'll be a variety of other guys up there on the 16th. So that's a big day. Um, 
but the the combine is necessary because you bring all the elite players into one area. You get to see who the big dog is. You get to see how they react and interact with each other. If he's if he's friends with everybody, is he isolated from everyone? Is he really competing or is he just there? Is he in the middle of the line? Is he in the back of the line? Is he in the front of the line? Is he leading? Is he watching? Those things are as important as your vert and your broad and your bench and your 40 and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, after you get done testing and they see that you're a worker and you check simple boxes, you're not running a f- forever. You're not out there with a sundial. You look like an athlete. You know, you fall into the, the the mediums that are acceptable for them to draft somebody or bring someone in. And then it all goes to, can you play football? Yeah. Then it goes to your tape. And then are you big enough, mean enough, fast enough? And are, is your body going to hold up enough? A lot of it's injury evaluation. Mm-hmm. My, my biggest problem was got hurt in college and that continued in the NFL. And it doesn't really matter how big and strong and mean you are if you can't stay healthy and you've got catastrophic injury problems. Yeah. So that's something that they evaluate at length as well. So the combine's necessary. I wish that they did more mental prep. I wish that, and I'm going to talk real fast right now. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, then you probably shouldn't go to the combine. But I wish they did this more, and so did the Broncos. This is what they didn't do with Paxton Lynch. It's what they didn't do with Drew Locke. Instead of sending them down and talking to them about, like, frat parties and girlfriends, it's, hey, here's a whiteboard marker, bro. Get on the board and draw me 11 three-by-one tight end ISO yeah. left, closed bunch right, under Sam Stack. Strong safety force, cover one fence man. Where's the squeeze gap and 60 protection? How do we run Sarah left and Sally right and – What's crease screen and what do we get out of three by one and why is the tight end isolated over here and what's a force player mean and what's the cover one safety and why is he walking down to this area and are they three for four on that side and so on and so forth. Yep. Uh, and if he can't answer any of those questions and he can't articulate an answer back quickly, he doesn't know. And in, especially with quarterbacks, every quarterback I talk to, well, I don't care if they're in high school, college, or the NFL, first question, who is responsible for your protection? And if he looks at me and says the offensive line, I don't want him. <laughs> because I can't tell you how many Versus of those guys go. What's my defensive look? Exactly. I'm responsible yeah. for my protection. Okay, I got you. I'm res- ex- which is exactly what you were saying. Yeah. The, what's the defensive look? It's because as an offensive lineman, I'm going to walk up and I know what's going on. I'm walking up and going, okay, they're an over. I'm going to go, hey, over nickel. And then I'm going to wait for my quarterback to, hey, who just heard me walk up and go, okay, he acknowledged that I say over nickel, and now he's pointing the most dangerous second-level defender because there's only 11 dudes on defense. How the hell are we going to get half of 11? Right. I'm going to go cut somebody in half. The <laughs> middle, anybody who's like, oh, the mic means middle of the defense, stop talking to them immediately. They're morons. <laughs> it means most dangerous second-level defender. Find the one that's not supposed to be there. That's the guy the uncovered offensive lineman is going to, which in turn sets up the hot routes because that's where the squeeze gaps is at, where the line separates, where the hands aren't going to be. Yeah. So everybody has to know everything. If one of the second-level defenders walks into an area they're not supposed to be, instead of panicking, make a call, throw the ball into the voided area, that's called a hot route. I don't think it's that difficult, but then again, you know, in the information age, ignorance is a choice, and I think people would rather... I think people would are totally content with being stupid and being and and just and having an excuse on why rather than 
simply just trying to be educated about it. Yeah. If you're if you're a quarterback preparing for the combine or pro day and you don't have a quarterback coach that is constantly in the film room with you, and I mean constantly at nauseum, you are being robbed because they are not setting you up for success. I know you can Boy, throw an out Chaz, route, bro. There's, there's a lot that probably oh, don't. It, it's, I mean, it's, there's just so much scheme no, in college. Well, the look, the scheme in the NFL and college are very different, but they're also they're same, same, but different. Okay, <laughs> good. That if you don't understand that, then pop culture, please. But I look at it like this: when you talk about the the biggest difference between NFL and college, it's in college, it's a bunch of guys who don't, who aren't family men, you know, searching for jobs like they're kids. But when you get to the NFL, you have to take a grown man's job. And most grown men with families that have jobs in the NFL aren't in the business of giving them up, and they know all these tricks already. And I always used to love when I'd hear like, well, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre didn't help Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers didn't help Jordan Love and Roethlisberger's not going to help this guy. And I'm like, and that's not his job. It's not my job to get my replacement ready to take my job. It's my job to hold on to it as long as possible with my knowledge and my base. Yeah. So, you know, the NFL means not for long because it's just like the Army. No one tells you anything. you got to figure it out on your own or step on a landmine. The quarterbacks uh, usually, I mean, we've seen a, this kind of trend where they don't throw at, at the combine, but this one is, seems to be a little bit different. Uh, Will Levis, uh, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud are all going to throw. And Young's not? And Young's not. That That is a massive red flag if I'm drafting first. Why is that? Why don't you want to go compete with those three, bro? Yeah. I, he's not head and shoulders better than all of them, and he's small. And slight, and I understand people are like, well, he played at Alabama and it didn't bother him. <laughs> okay, Alabama's not the NFL, all right? The NFL, there's dudes everywhere. At Alabama, you have 12 first-rounders on offense, and there's only 11 spots. So it, it, that's not the way the NFL works. The talent is more spread out. Everybody's good. And you're, you're going to have a guard that went to Wisconsin-Whitewater maybe playing. Instead of a guard that went to Alabama playing. <laughs> right. And if you're that small, a big defensive lineman that's a 30-year-old grown man is going to crush your ass in the NFL. You're gonna, your collarbone's going to go bye-bye. So, again, if he's not going to work out, there's no way I'm drafting his ass first. No way. Let somebody else make that mistake. Yeah, he is, um, what, six feet tall? Six feet, six foot one, maybe, maybe. And, and 190 pounds. And I mean, slight. Yeah, he looks he looks really, really thin, in, even in his uniform. It's and just, just a, look, look, Tua Tungavailoa is small, too, right? Yeah, he There's is. perfect comparison. How's his health? It's not fantastic. His brain's not good, bro. His it's brain's been rattling around inside that helmet since the minute he walked into Miami. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> he got He got crushed in college. Bryce didn't get crushed in college. Good no, for you. He didn't. But if I if he's not going to compete and and he well so he's going to go to the combine, stand there and watch the other guys. Yeah, he's going to go to the combine, do the medicals and whatever else, but not do any of the throws. Oh man, that's such a bad look. That is such a that's a the combine's a joke and it's still a bad look. Yeah, uh, you know it's that's it's, a bad 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 look. And the other three well, guys just, are going to. Yeah, they're, they're and even throw. even Richardson's going to work out. Even Richardson. And that guy can't throw the he, – he is awful. I know. He is terrible. I, I, that, I mean, that he was, is like shot putting the ball down the field, bro, and he's a first-round draft pick. I know. That was he, the one – That was really kid surprised. is a first-round draft pick prospect? Yeah. 
He's kind of rising up. The, you know what he reminds me of? Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, how actually it's happening, I think, earlier than it did last year. But you remember into the draft last year, Malik Willis, his name started <laughs> he kind went of. the third round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his name yeah, started. He, he, he was, was going to like. There were people saying he was going to go late first, though. Yeah. It, it seems to be starting super early with Anthony Richardson. And you're right. I, I don't he's know. He's big and he's got a strong arm and he, he can, can run. run. Yeah. And somebody in the NFL is going to go, well, I can fix that. I can work with all those tangible traits. Yeah. And it's probably going to – look, if he ends up on a good team and he can develop for a year, it's a good move. If he goes top 10 and they throw him to the Wolves immediately, he is Justin going Fields. to get killed. Yeah. Nah, he's not Justin Fields. No, I'm just saying Justin Fields got thrown to the Wolves, but right? he kicked ass. Justin Fields kind had a – Look, bro, on that talented, depleted roster, the only guy on offense that can play Front is David Wolves? Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, but he played well is my point. You don't think Justin Fields played well for everything that he was stacked against last year? He's not a, he's not like a pure passer. No, he's not. He is not. <laughs> he's I, far I, from a pure passer, but he is a hell of a talent quarterback-wise. If they trade him. Which it sounds like they're, they're not so going dumb. to anymore. That's, Adam Just Schefter was reporting roll that. roll with him, trade the first pick to yeah. somebody with two picks in the first round, let them move up for the first pick, and then you have two picks in the first round to build around fields. That's what I would do if I was Chicago. And look, there's multiple teams in the NFL with multiple first-round picks. Houston has two. Philly has two. Detroit has two. Mm-hmm. There's going to be major movement. If I'm if I'm the Colts, I definitely want to move against division rival Houston and try and get the first pick so, so Houston doesn't end up with C.J. Stroud or somebody like that. So you know, Will Levis is another one. He was awful last year. And now everybody's like, well, he was hurt. Well, okay, so at what point does your team say you're hurt, you shouldn't be playing, this is going to hurt your draft stock more? Mm-hmm. Why does it help his draft stock that he was playing hurt? I don't know. That, that, I don't know. It, that, seems, that seems backwards to me. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. We're going to talk through more of that maybe even tomorrow. Um, this is all very interesting Great stuff starting today. And oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Pat Dolan, thank you very much. I love you, too, Knucklehead. You make my day better. Is what you, <laughs> thank you very much. We we try. And even when I am not trying, we are succeeding anyway. A little thunder that's kiss. We, Steve Nelson, I appreciate you. What a finish. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Columbus Hastings Dover up next.